thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporgy, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Ridge. Oh, number 14. Who's that, Rich? 14. Brendan Shanahan. Oh, there you go. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's. I guess uh, right away we'll talk about we're gonna we're gonna move Sporty to Thursdays with the uh, with the football season coming up because we want to record on Tuesdays. And yeah, so <laughs> just address that right out of the gate. Thanks everybody who's been listening. And well, I mean it's oh, it's in the mail, right? I mean. We got to suffer through one last pre the 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 preseason game of all preseason games that don't matter. We the, yeah. the fourth one. Yeah, the one where uh, Rod uh, Marinelli infamous, infamously put uh, Jeff Garcia in. No, left him in. Excuse me for more than one series, and he broke his leg and was out for six weeks. I don't know if you remember this season, but that was supposed to be the season where it was the end of the Harrington experiment and the beginning of the Jeff Garcia era here in Detroit. Jeff Garcia. Garcia, yes. Um, <laughs> I, 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 it's like I thought I blacked those years out. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, his voice I always loved because it's like Brian Botano, Boitano talking about South Park goofing on him. And he's doing an interview and he's like, I don't know where they get that I talk with a lift. I don't have a lift. And I'm like, dude, you just lisped all the way through that statement. But okay. Yeah. Um, Your lisp had a lisp. Yeah, I can imagine that uh, there's going to be at least one not major injury, but injury this week with the starters playing their very little bit that they play that some coach is going to go, God damn it, why do we have four fucking preseason games? Fucking Tony Romo, that motherfucker. I mean, I drafted him against my goddamn better judgment. 
you know, but I was like, I got Des Bryant, I'll have a tandem, this will work out, and then this motherfucker, I knew he was going to fuck me, I just didn't know he was going to fuck me this early, but Tony Romo, breaking a vertebrae in his back, so... Good news is it's not the one that he's broke or aggravated before, it's a new one. Oh, yeah, yeah, good news. I've already heard the R word thrown around with him already. Well, I think... The only reason I haven't heard it more is because there is no surgery required. This is a back brace for six to eight weeks from what I've heard. And, uh, you know, basically take it easy. But that doesn't change the fact this gentleman's back seems to be made out of glass at the age of 36. Oh, dude, I was not happy, you know, but I have a draft strategy and I stick to it. And I draft, you know, I let everything falls where it does. And, I, you know, I've learned, I've learned in, in fantasy football your gut can be your fucking worst enemy. You know, I kind of let the numbers do the thing for me, and I drafted him. I said, God damn it, I have to draft Tony Romo, and that motherfucker, you motherfucker. Des Bryant got a concussion? It's already, Rich, it's already half over <laughs> for my fantasy football team. Not well, one down has been played yet. Goddamn Cowboys. So, so is it, is it, does this mean that you're going to shit all over football because your fantasy, fantasy football team is, is garbage now? Oh, fuck no. I don't know. Hell no, it ain't garbage. I played all last year without Des Bryant. Pretty much, and still, I went to the uh, I went to the championship games, you okay. know. Okay. So, uh, Romo, he's already done. I picked up Mariota. Fucking, he's ranked right above your boy, famous Jameis. Which I mean, dude, I watched the third preseason game with the Browns and Buccaneers, and I mean, if I mean, it's the Browns having a good day against them is like to quote the movie Waiting, being the smartest kid with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, they just curb stomped, prison sexed them, dude. I mean, Tampa Bay took, just was ruthless on fucking the Browns in that game. And if that's how Jameis Winston's going to play during the season, I'll forget him accidentally absconding with some uh, crab meat. Even though I still say the motherfucker stole the shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> given to him by Booster. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Booster yeah, that knew he loved seafood. Yeah, SpongeBob showed up and said, "Here, have some Krabby cakes." And, uh, <laughs> yeah, my ass. Anyways, getting back to the to the America's team. Uh, I guess the, the the story with Romo. Yeah, okay, he's made a glass. Okay, we've got that out the way. What about Dak Prescott, man? I mean, you got this this rookie who's playing really well. In fact, the best a rookie quarterback has played for the Cowboys since Tony Romo. Well, we'll see. I got Elliott too, man. Fuck. I, I mean. I, good portion of my fantasy football table right now is lying in the hands of the Cowboys and the Dolphins. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, Elliot, look at it this way. He's going to get a lot more fucking carries than he probably was if Romo was healthy. Yeah, and he did his one and only preseason uh, appearance. He lit it up. So, hoping. Fingers crossed. I mean, he was ranked sixth. He hasn't played it down a professional ball, and he was ranked sixth overall as far as uh, the four-letter network in their well... fantasy football drafts. I I don't know about it. he hasn't played professional ball. He played for Ohio State. If we're defining professional football as being paid to play, he's played professional football. Uh, so come on now, let's be honest here. That's like you know when before the Rams. Ah! Sorry, it's like before the Rams went back to L.A. People would say you know L.A. doesn't have a professional team, and I go, what about USC? Yeah, I know, right? That that's, that team was more professional than Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Yeah, and when Pete Carroll was there, it's probably more professional than the Detroit Lions were. Well, I mean, no one ever talks about how as soon as he got caught, he just fucking bolted 
Like everyone just like forgets about what you win a Super Bowl and nobody cares. Yeah, winning. And he hung all those players out to dry. He did winning. Pete Carroll gave no fucks when he left USC. Well, neither did fucking Captain Sweater Vest when he left fucking Ohio State. Oh, hell no. Well, Maurice Claret did it to himself. And Uncle Urban down there in Florida was as was as complicit in fucking what was going on as the as the players because he or not the not the player excuse me but as the university because he kept turning a blind eye towards it so he retires for health reasons and it comes back to one of the most high profile jobs in college football I'm gonna go coach uh, the Buckeyes yeah. oh, oh that's crazy two years later feeling better let's coach some college football yeah everybody forgot about that shit with my uh, former team all right great wonderful christ tebow uh pretty much erase that from your memory wonderful great yeah it's but that's that's what happens and that's a different that's a different topic but that's what happens in college sports when you do not pay the players i mean you have completely different subject but you can't make millions upon millions upon millions on these guys backs basically not cut them in basically college football is 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 pro football's minor leagues and even though you play for the Toledo Mudhens, you're not making buku bucks unless you're, you know, a big leaguer down there for a rehab assignment or something. You're still making money. And the NCAA insists that these guys make nothing. Oh, well, they get a scholarship and, you know, they get the right to eat so many times. At the well, I was going to say, do you think the, the colleges and the NCAA throw in their face? Like, yeah, you get paid. You, you didn't paid for none of your books or your schooling. I, there's, there's somewhat a validity to that argument. Yes, there is, but I mean, also we know that if you're, we've bought you hookers for the last three years. Those are called coeds. They're not called hookers. <laughs> no. um, dude, come on now. I mean, if you're an average player and you want to go to a football factory, your chances of actually being paid to go to a football factory are slim to none. So your average players are going to go. Yeah, they're going to look at the colleges and go, yeah, maybe I'll go to a, instead of going to an SEC school and riding a bench and maybe getting one year of actual playtime, you know, I'll go to a more of an academic college and play for four years, but actually leave with a degree that's worth a shit more than just, you know, the paper it's printed on. I think that's what happened with Stanford and then Stanford all of a sudden accidentally got good at football. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think you had a lot of that going on and then all of a sudden, hey, we got a football program. Well, dude, one of the big ironies of the, of, uh, uh, Miami Hurricanes is that they originally wanted to turn them into the Stanford of the South because University of Miami was known as an academic university until the late seventies. And what the U? Yeah, ha. you didn't know that? Down no, Coral man. Gables? Coral Gables is as white as can be, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, it makes me laugh <laughs> hearing yeah. that. Yeah, I forget the coach that uh, started it all up, but yeah, he he come down there and I think it was seventy nine was his first year. And, uh, yeah, he, he wanted to basically bring the football program up, but he wanted, they wanted it to be, their model was the Stanford in the South. So then of course you had the entire 1980s, most of the nineties and early two thousands happened. So that, yeah, I mean, that's the U I know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Cocaine, (laughs) corruption. Yeah, when they'd play when they play Notre Dame, it would the headlines would read Catholics versus convicts. Yeah, but anyways, getting back to <laughs> speaking of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, it's pretty much he's set up to as long as he can handle the wear and tear of the season. He's set up to be the one to carry that team for the first what at least 
third of the season. Well, hey, man, he better keep his shit together. He's my feature back. He was my first-round pick. I put I took gamble this year, son. <laughs> but he was rated the sixth overall by the four-letter network. So we'll see. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting year for Dallas fans. I can already hear uh, asses leaving the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. So Des Bryant already getting... In, I mean, he'll be fine by week one, but, I mean, concussion? Like, bro, you are out all last season. You were broke down all last season. Like, is this is 2015 going to be, like, his dividing line year where it just started all going to shit after that? It very well might be. I mean, it, we, it, football, there's, it, there's such usually a rapid decline. You could almost pinpoint. If not, <clears throat> if, if not the If not the, the, the season... But the game, and sometimes you can even pinpoint the play. I mean, I'm not talking about like a, a definitive injury play, like a Joe Theismann injury or um, some shit like that. I'm talking about like a play where the guy gets, he's just never the same after it. Either he gets gun shy because now he's playing, he's not playing with the wild abandon that he had up before because he realizes now that his body will betray him at some point, or he just, they just get so, so badly injured, they just never come back from it. Or you go to jail for two years for dogfighting. Well, that yeah, that doesn't help. That man for him, and, like unless you get, right in his. That was the worst timing ever. Like, you know, Joe Theismann might disagree, but I mean, he was like poised. He was he would like the 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 year that he fucking lost. Did that he went to jail? He was poised to be like. I mean, he'd already had a couple breakout years, but he was just he was a fucking force to be reckoned with. And then two years in the slammer, the joint, what I, I was, white guy terms for prison. And that's it. And that's, it's sad. I mean, he came back and he did all right for the Eagles, you know, for a half a season, but he just never was in the same. That was a yeah. big bummer with Vic. Yeah, and he didn't, he didn't go to the longest yard prison where he could hone his football skills. He went to nah. sit on your ass, federal prison, and, you know. Convert to it, Islam and lift weights prison. Yeah, maybe get it. Well, I mean, I'm I can't remember the details of what level prison he went to, but you know, federal prison is a lot different than. Um, yeah, excuse but me, not keep in mind, prison, he's, but, but but lower level prison is a lot different than. I mean, he might have had rec time and a, and a lot more freedom, but he still isn't having professional training and, and shit like that. So I mean, yeah, he, but keep in mind, he's still rich. He didn't go to like pound me in the ass prison. Oh no, I'm just talking about being able to keep up physically with guys that are still in the league yeah i mean you can work out all you want in prison but i mean there's a reason it's called you know getting swollen in prison because you're you're trying to be like a peacock you're trying to keep everybody at bay just because you big doesn't mean that you you know your football skills are being honed still yeah but those were just those are probably two years where his name are in the fucking history books for the wrong reasons and it probably could have went the other way had he not gone to prison the way he was playing well you know just out of curiosity, and this is this could cause some actual hate mail. The question I'm about to pose: Sporty podcast at ChristopherMedia.net, or just go to Twitter at Sporty Podcast <laughs> at Sporty underscore Podcast on Instagram and cuss us out there because it, I, I find people have very like visceral reactions to this question. You really think he deserved two years for all the dog fighting? No. Quite honestly, I mean, you wanna I, you wanna look at the rap sheet of the NFL? Fuck no. I mean, people love animals. I love animals. You love animals. You know, we send cat 
videos to each other all day long on the internet. All right, but if uh, Greg Hardy is my argument, uh, Greg Hardy, Ray Carruth, Ray Lewis. I mean, you know, Ray Rice. Uh, poor Ray. Uh, it sounds bad that I'm saying poor Ray Rice, but he should not be blackballed like he is either. You know, I think Vic was made an example of at the time. I think it was uh, Mr. Uh, the Fuhrer Goodell making an example out of a black guy getting caught for doing some black guy shit, if you want to talk real. And yeah, I think Vic kind of got railroaded. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard for me to say because, as you did point out, I am an animal lover, but you're going to take away a guy's life for two years. Not just, it's not like he just got suspended from the NFL for two years. He got suspended from life for two years. Yeah. And as much as I love animals, there's people that commit manslaughter that don't do two years. Greg Hardy's still playing football. You know, there's people that, that obstruct justice in a murder case and didn't even sniff prison, a.k.a. Uh, Ray Lewis. And I run Monday Night Football? So, I, I, I don't know. If you're one of those people that are like, I'd rather a million humans die than one animal, you're going to hate us for what we just said. I understand having that way, you know, feeling that way. But, I mean, I also understand, you know, murder doesn't mean I condone it. So, and I mean, to keep the football thing up, uh, well, I mean, you know, the, the story that everybody has an opinion about, whether they're a football fan or not, which is the most one of the most annoying things about this entire story, is the Colin Kaepernick issue. And, I mean, if, you, if you've been living under a mushroom and you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, I guess we'll enlighten you. But if you somehow listen to this podcast and don't listen to sports, that'd be about the only way I guess you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, homie has decided he's going to protest police brutality and mistreatment of uh, people in a justice system, in his eyes, by not standing for the national anthem. He's going to maximize his time on the bench this year. <laughs> he's going to make well, it for, count for something. Yeah, well, for more than just not, you know, the national anthem. He's going to be on the bench for, I mean, okay, I heard it put this way by someone earlier today. Are we really having this much of a shit fit about a second-string quarterback when yeah. all the other shit is going on in this country? Is this is this not a more perfect election year distraction issue? Uh, yeah, this is a to me this is a non-story because first of all, it's like what's your end game here, buddy? Because all you're doing is you're still collecting a paycheck. You're still going to play football. I mean, as far as advancing the cause, oh, what are you really doing? Because if uh, it's to get a conversation about race going, we're good. It's been started. <laughs> it's been started for about the last I don't know hundred plus years. So I just in uh you know if you want to really make your point, don't play football. You know, like I was talking with the lady upstairs before we came down here. You impress me, be like Muhammad Ali. That motherfucker went to jail for two years, not like Michael Vick. You know that was making a point. You know what do you you, you I'm not gonna play football. Well, you're not gonna play anyways. Because you've been benched since uh, halfway through last season, but I mean, really, is it? I just I, I understand. I he I understand his point, but I guess I question the method. And I got you, and I understand where you're where you're coming from on that. But I also heard a local sports talk uh, personality bring up a pretty good point on this. As far as I'm concerned, he goes, "This is this is hashtag activism." Yeah. This is this is I'm this is. I'm starting a conversation. I've my actions have started have started a conversation. I've done something. You know what this is, dude? This is thoughts and prayers. Pretty this much. Is, this is I'm saying a prayer. 
It's I'm doing something without really doing anything at all. And, you know, that's been, to be fair, that's been leveled at him from people who oppose him. And, you know, this, the typical bullshit, you know, soundbite, mini microwave garbage of posting a meme of a picture of, like, his house and being like, this is, look at his house, this is him being oppressed. Okay, well, if that's what you took from that argument, then you're either being willfully obtuse or your IQ is, like, room temperature, okay? He's not saying it's all him. He's he's trying to make a point. To me, make your point, and now what? That's your opening yeah. salvo. That's your... That's that's the first shot fired in the in the war. Now what? Now yeah. you can't just you can't just back down from it. You got to back it up with some action. I mean, give as as like we talked about on uh, another podcast on the network. A regimen Saturday <laughs> on iTunes, ChristopherMedia.net. <laughs> See, you're so good at shilling that I can't even get it in there. <laughs> and I've actually come to you know understand i have to if not suck at least fondle satan's cock at these times anyways <laughs> just um, cradle the balls <laughs> just a, a little bit like uh you don't make eye contact you know uh but yeah i mean like where's the backup action like we talked about it unregimented you know I, I used to tell people oh i'm going to first of all two years ago a lot of people didn't know what a podcast was so i'd say i'm doing my internet radio show and it felt like a dorky thing to say. And then it kinda, I kind of realized that all these people walk around with all these strong opinions and they don't do anything with them. And so I have, a, granted, a very small outlet for my voice compared to some people, but I still use it to express something that I, you know, things that I believe in. What's he doing besides sitting during the national anthem? Okay, now you got to back it up. I don't hear him doing interviews explaining his point of view. I mean, he might give interviews to the beat writers. He might, he might, expand upon his thought process with them but i mean go out and do something it's how i feel about our presidential candidates or even before when it was you know when it was nine thousand of them before there was down to two uh nice platitudes now what i mean that's how it you know great talk no what's what's the old chris rock thing what you gonna do (laughs) that's that's how i feel well and also are you gonna get out in the neighborhoods colin kaepernick are you gonna start some actual protests are you going to get involved with, you're going to use your advantages as a professional athlete to reach out to some organizations and maybe try to initiate some change yourself? Or are you just going to maximize your time on the bench this year and try to make it mean something? Yes to all that. But it's also bringing up, which it, 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 just, it does. With the Internet anymore, it does. Anytime, anytime something like this happens. And let's be honest, this isn't like a radical thing. He's not the first athlete to do it. He's not the first athlete to protest during the national anthem, even if they did stand. That you know, as far as I as far as I know and can remember, that'd be the guys from the '68 Olympics. Um, but I mean, is, if I, he's looking to start a dialogue on race, are we really running short on those right now? Well, that's what I'm getting at because he does this, and what it what it what it turns into is flame wars back and forth on the internet, and that's where this battle is fought for better or for worse. The news is just, they're running with it because, hey, it incites people to anger or to yell at other people. So it's going to be in a news cycle, and within a couple of days, it's going to be gone unless he yep. ups the ante by doing something even grander for the next fucking preseason game. We are a predictable-ass country at the moment right now. That's- but, I mean, you know, all the, all, the, all the typical fucking shit come out. All the, 
all the right-wing people started posting, you know, pictures of Pat Tillman saying, oh, this is a real fucking hero, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, did you ever watch the documentary on the Pat Tillman family? The U.S. government lied their ass off and tried to fucking sell that shit to the, to the Tillman family. And the Tillman family was like, wrong fucking family. I mean, his brother got up there in a T-shirt and jeans at his funeral and was like, yeah, hey, thanks for coming out, but uh, Pat's not in heaven. He didn't believe in that bullshit. He's just fucking dead. Yeah, I heard that. You know, so... The, even the people on the right, they're typical tone-deaf bullshit, and, you know, because they just want to prop someone up as, as you know, oh, the, this is a hero, this is a hero. And then, of course, you got to, well, he was raised by white people, so how was he oppressed? He was raised upper middle class. How was he oppressed? Let's just be honest here, okay? Did he say he was oppressed, or did he say he's had some incidences in his life where he was fucked with? I didn't hear him say he was oppressed. I heard other people say he said he was oppressed. And, uh, and if he was, let's just be honest, raised in an upper-middle-class white neighborhood and he's a, an adopted black child, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he was fucked with a little bit by the cops. So, hey, what the fuck's this kid doing in this neighborhood? So they figured out he lived there at least. See, I'm just more of the, in the camp of not even of his upbringing. It's more of, hey, man, since 12 years old, since someone realized you could throw a football, you've had your ass kissed. That's that's where I'm coming from. That's fine, but at, at one thirty in the morning in a car full of fucking high schoolers, you get pulled over. You're the one black kid until the cops figure out that you're the black kid that can throw the fucking football for the lo- for the local high school football team. You're gonna get fucking leaned on a little bit more. Have come on, dude. Touche. Give you All that right. one. Now, once they figure out who he is, they're gonna be like, oh, oh, hey, uh, oh, hey. K- k- Kill Central next week, bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, by the way, uh, pour them beers out. We never saw that go home. You mm-hmm. know, that type of shit. But it's just, oh, it's so tiresome. It's so tiresome because it's the same arguments, which is different interchangeable people they're arguing about. You know, he stands, uh, he, he refuses to stand up during the national anthem and protest to something. And people on the right come out and they attack everything but th- what he was doing. And people on the left come out, and he's automatically just, everyone on the right is a racist. And, and, and he's and, a hero. And Yeah. And it's like, he's a fucking individual who decided to take a, for lack of a better term, a stand for something he believed in, okay? He doesn't represent the NFL. He doesn't represent all quarterbacks. He doesn't represent all black people. He represents his fucking self. And this is kind of what goes back to something we talked about in the regimented. I'm really, I don't understand this desire and this almost pathological need for people of like maybe 30 and under to all be lumped in groups and like want that label and want to want to be, okay, you're in this group over here. You're in this group over here. It's like, what happened to just individualism? He made an individual statement. That's the beginning of political correctness starting to eat itself. IMO, as the kids would say. Well, it's the monster starting to eat its tail. I mean, the one thing I will say I'm glad I'm hearing, and, and this is just me, this is because I believe in like absolute free speech. I don't care what the fuck you're saying. But I don't believe that, that all speech should come with no consequences. We have legal consequences. If you yell fire in a crowded theater, you will face legal repercussions. Mm-hmm. And we have soci- societal consequences. We have the consequences society will impose upon you. Yeah, ask uh, Michael Richards. If you stand up and exactly on a stage and start yelling nigger at a bunch of black people and go, well, and try to hide under the guise of it was comedy, and people go, uh, you know what? Louis C.K. uses that word. Doug Stanhope uses that word. Joe Rogan uses that word. Bill Hicks used that word. George Carlin did, too. But they used it in a way that was actually 
pointing out the ridiculousness of something, satire, or to further a joke that was trying to get people to think, this guy was just standing up there screaming at people. Nah, that's not comedy in our opinion. Have a nice fucking career. Yeah. I hope, hope, hope you save some of that Seinfeld money because you ain't going to make no more off of us. Well, it'll be in syndication till the end of time. He'll be all right. I'm oh, worried def- about him. Definitely, definitely. But, but yeah, the society, pretty much, that was... And you're done. <laughs> well, I mean, that is a consequence of free speech. You mm-hmm. are not guaranteed to not be fucked with just because you have freedom of speech. It's just like you are not guaranteed... And this is this is kind of what I noticed. And this is, God damn it, you're rubbing off on me on this one. <laughs> I guess I could say it's millennials, but I'm not really sure if it's if it's them or if it's just in today's society. This is how we we look at things. Everyone wants to be looked at in a certain light that they say, "Look at me," but they don't want any of the consequences of it. All right. When we were when we were coming up, we all had that friend who, by the time he was 18, was pierced and tatted up a ridiculous amount. And by the time he's 25, he's bitching about he can't find a job. Yeah. Okay. It's your right to walk around pierced and tatted the fuck up. But it's also employers' rights to go, dude, sorry, but, uh, you know, I really don't want someone representing my company who's got, you know, fuck her till she loves me tattooed on his fucking neck and a couple teardrops on his face. And yeah, I mean, I see that shit all the time. It's pe- pe- all people tatted up, but bitching, I can't find a job. Well, if you looked in a mirror, you know, like you, you want, it, there's going to be ramifications that come with that. You're going to, well, you're going to have jobs with name tags, you know, in warehouses. That's where you're going to, that's what you're going to be working. That's what you've pretty much relegated yourself to with the choice you made. And it, it, it seems like a lot of younger people and I'm in sports. I can't even imagine. I mean, we talk about it and the word entitlement gets thrown around. The word entitlement is the rights version of the of the word racism or accusing someone of of racism or sexism. That's what the left does. The right just throws out the word entitlement. It's a catch all fucking statement for them. And it's an overused word, but it is you don't you're not entitled to have a you can't walk around looking like an extra out of fucking sons of anarchy and go walk into a Fortune 500 company and go, well, because because normal is a social construct, you have to accept me as me and put me. No, it don't work that way. And you can't, you know, you, he stands, uh, he, he takes a stand. And let's be honest, has he lost any? His, well, first of all, what endorsements did he have, Colin Kaepernick? Uh, wouldn't he, uh, didn't he have Beats headphones there for a second before he got benched? What is uh, I'm the man, I, I'm the man, I'm the man. Those commercials. That, and I think he... Uh, I mean, it seems like everybody's sponsored by Under Armour, but I think he had a few Under Armour commercials, if I remember correctly. Um, and yeah, dude, he's a fucking heavily tatted guy, but he's in an industry where that's looked... It's not even... I don't even think that's an issue as long as you, pro, as long as you produce. Well, he knew he wasn't going to have a real job from a young age. Exactly. But you know what I'm saying? Like, So, you know, maybe it's gone to his head, but I don't think so. I don't think he's like, okay, well, I, I'm, st- I'm still going to get everything I was going to get by taking a stand. I think he understands that he's going to piss off a certain segment of society. And if, and if he does, more power to him. If he doesn't, he's in for a rude awakening. Now, the other hand, the way cynical take on this that I've heard is that his fucking stock is dropping in San Francisco 
and he knows he can he, he can either end up cut or looking to be moved, which I, well, the I other, most likely cut. Well, the other part but, he's got to think about is the uh, you know you're already second string. Does the owner really want to be associated with somebody like you? And if you get cut, uh, there's 31 other owners that might be going. Mm. Do you really want to take on this guy who seems, uh, you know, hell-bent on getting uh, some press that we may not want to deal with? See, and all I can say is that you look at it that way. I look at it as an owner of a, of a, of a middling to, to bottom-tier fucking team will be like, well, if we bring him in, it'll at least bring some attention to our fucking team. We won't be a 30-second soundbite, or a th- uh, we won't get 30 seconds of coverage on the last fucking... Uh, we won't get our highlights... In thirty seconds, you know, little bites on the, as the last thing on Sports Center on Sunday night. It's true. Buffalo we might Bills get a little bit more profile, get a little more ink, and that's that's like I said, that's the way cynical side I've heard people talk about it. But let's be honest, it's a business. Sports is not played for honor and glory, and that's it. It's played for fucking money. And he's got a whole team behind him going, "Hey, man, look, our livelihood depends on how much you get paid and how." much we can keep you in the spotlight so yeah go ahead take this stand because bad press is better than no press i mean that's at least a thought and chip kelly's uh, just glad no one's talking about his coaching <laughs> mr i can't I, I can't identify with black players keeping the san francisco media from talking about the shit show that was his year in philly or did he do two i can't even remember i just i can't believe he came out and said he, he can't identify with black players like what the fuck? You're a head coach. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm gonna, you just I'm start gonna coaching say, football. They're I'm not. They're not all white in college either, buddy. I'm going to say predominantly. I mean, it's not the NBA, but it damn sure ain't hockey. All right. Even if it's even if it's let's just for shits and giggles, fifty percent white, fifty percent other. <laughs> okay. Let's just put it. Let's just put it that way, just for shits and giggles. So you're saying you can only relate to fifty percent of the of the players in the league. And you're a head coach. That's not something you say to fucking ESPN when someone sticks a mic in your face. Or that's anyone, to, for this that's matter. Someone, that's something you say to your fucking therapist, and they give you ways to work on it. Yeah. Right? Or, or that's something you you know you know you don't tell your wife because you know, divorce. <laughs> if I've learned anything, everything you tell someone in a relationship that you're married to becomes ammo at a certain point during divorce. So <laughs> noted. <laughs> yeah. Don't. <laughs> You can share everything. No, you can't. Just <laughs> don't tell her where those bodies are buried. <laughs> Just remember, you t- you pay your therapist so they don't talk, and you huh. pay them up front. You know. Yes, sir. You pay your wife on the back end. Just ask Johnny Depp about that one. Ooh. He got off light. Seven million out of four hundred fifty uh, million net worth. He got he got he got off light. Hey, and that but, video came out, and man, I don't, I don't know if I don't. I I, I used to not believe her. But after that video come out, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Well, I mean, if we really want to get into that story, we can. But I feel that that should probably be saved for another podcast. <laughs> gotcha. Because <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts on that. Because I was like, oh, yeah, she's a shit actress in real life and in her movies. But that's beside the point. Yeah, well, um, can't, can't, can't fake being drunk and having an anger problem. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Not him. Her. Oh, no, that, that, that's, and I know, I agree. Dude, I guarantee you it was a bunch of fucking arguing, and then she turned the phone on, propped it up. What's wrong? You were fine two seconds ago. Hey, Blah, but, blah, 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 blah. Hey, I agree there, but at the same time, it's like he's a 50-something, he's a 50-plus-year-old man. You know, at some point, man, you got to learn to put a 
cap on that shit. <laughs> no, you do. You do. But it's just like, it's to, to bring it back to sports, the rookie symposium for the NFL, the NBA, MLB, they all tell them, look, there are the gangsters, the real gangsters wear suits. The real people who are going to rob you are going to be the chick at the club that you just think, oh my God, look at her. All right. These are the people you watch out for. These are the people that are going to come after you. And they're going to come at, after you with smiles and pussy and promises of riches and all this. All these things that you've always wanted. And if you watch any documentary about most sports or watch most documentaries about any sports guy, and you'll see his downfalls, either his ego by thinking he can, he can get any business up and going or a piece, of, a piece of ass. One of those two things, or both, end up costing these guys millions of dollars. Yeah, the poor bastard where both get some. The Bernie Kosar effect. What his dad didn't take, his ex-wife did. You know, that type of thing. But... Those are the guys that are usually flat broke in the span of half a decade. Yeah, yeah. Did you just get signed for $30 million three years ago? Yeah, but uh, see, the thing is... What had happened was... Yeah. But yeah, so we, we've we discussed it ad nauseum now, and we both, pretty much both agree this is a... It's really a non-issue. It's it's. I think it's more of your typical election year distraction issue. You know. And I think, too, it's like, hey, let me grab some headlines before I get cut. Nobody yeah. signs me. <laughs> well that's yeah yeah that's the cynical side i mean i hey, i remember me two like, years ago i was in the super bowl or no three years ago yeah the one where the lights got cut out yeah someone didn't pay the light bill yeah i know right <laughs> yeah I, you know he's he's hey whatever he, he he took his stand and uh everybody's either patting him on the back or enraged and this is once again it's either an extreme one way or extreme on the other. There's no one that goes, well, no, that's what I was going to say. I'm very shocked at how many people have come out and said, you know what? He's got every right to do it. Personally, I think he's an asshole, and I don't really agree with him, but he's got every right to do it. So, hey, even veterans have come out and been like, you know, you people who didn't fight stop saying that we fought so he couldn't do that. No, we fought so he could do that. Doesn't mean I'm not going to call him an asshole. I found it ironic that my girlfriend who makes... Bernie Sanders looked like a fascist, said, so it's National Anthem, right? I was like, yeah. She's like, what does the NFL stand for? It's like, National Football League. She's like, so why is he playing? It's like, good point, lady friend. Well, yeah, the, I, I have heard that also. Yeah, you really want to protest. Well, you said it. You want to protest? Fucking don't play, you know? Pull, pull boondocks. Like, they, like that one boondocks episode where the NBA and the NFL players have refused to play until... Justice is blah 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 and all this shit. I mean that'll never happen because especially in the NFL where your paycheck is dependent upon you playing. Exactly. Now if you, if you got week one can't go off because half of the rosters on all the teams are refusing to suit up, that'll make a fucking point. But guess what? That ain't fucking happening because these motherfuckers got mortgages and kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sadly, this is where the young and idealistic get chewed up when they go into the real world, people have this bad habit of, 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 you know, doing things called like, you know, living indoors and eating and yeah, dude, I love living indoors. Climate control. That's some badass shit. <laughs> and as, as long as they have those habits, they're ne not necessarily going to be willing to throw away, you know, the means to keep a roof over their head, keep food in their stomach 
keep the air at a certain you know temperature just because you want to make a point so well and two what i've learned uh i'm coming from the spot of not being in this spot but i've learned once you have a mouth to feed it's game over it's game over it's all you care about is feeding that mouth like, in a in I'm a just, perfect world yeah i've seen it with my friends you know i've seen it with my family like as soon as you've made another person like that's it. like people don't give a shit <laughs> what principles i got a mouth to feed or mouths you know yeah i'm not responsible I'm, for something where if it dies i go to jail this isn't a fucking parrot yeah and, and I, i'm very happy to say more often than not most people get that i mean but you do have some parents who just do not understand that and, yeah you know <laughs> that's what that's why the kid ends up calling mom and dad by their first name and grandma and grandpa mom and dad you know that type of thing yeah you know, I'm sure there's a lot of guys in the NFL. Like, oh yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I got to suit up. <laughs> you know, well, that's, yeah, that's great. Take a stand. Great. You know, that's why. It's why I heard a little mortgage comes due on the 28th. You know, I, I heard someone bring up on uh, on Sports Talk Radio a, a point that I hadn't even thought of. They were like, you know, everybody's making such a big deal about this with Kaepernick, but what took more balls? What he did, or what those those four WNBA players did by wearing the shirts of the names of the people that were killed and then having the Dallas police, you know, badge along with the names of the people that were killed on those shirts because the WNBA is not the NFL. If for whatever reason the team owners decided or the WNBA decided to take harsh action against those players, there's not a whole lot of opportunity for them to make the money they're making in the WNBA other places unless they have college degrees. Well, here's my cynicism, and it's right along with yours. They loved it because they were in the news. You, you ever seen a, a slow sports day on ESPN when they're actually showing WNBA games? It's, uh, it's uh, reminiscent of, uh, of uh, college crowds. But what I'm saying is, what are any four of their names? Exactly. They had a lot more to lose because, one, if it was a roll of the dice to try to get attention and try to make their themselves a a brand name it didn't work and they had to know that on some level and mm -hmm. i mean they are also taking a chance of oh we piss off people and that's the end of it right there like all i can remember is the wnba team in minnesota like that's mm -hmm. about it exactly. i can't even tell you yeah. the, the team's name yep so yeah there you go now uh kind of going from one player's not really speaking his mind but taking a once again for lack of a better term, stand, uh, to a player actually speaking his mind and not saying all the usual shit. Did you get the article I sent you about uh, Taylor Hall, the hockey player that got traded from Edmonton to, to New Jersey? Stand by. Let me open up the face page. Taylor Hall says, the honest thing, not the right thing, about trade of the devils. Did he go the straight of some bullshit? Uh, no, basically what he did is he, he, you know, he was drafted at a young age by Edmonton, started playing, and I think he was, I mean, I think he's like 24 and he's got six years NHL experience under his belt. So that tells you, I mean, he was pretty much thrown into the lake and said, you know, told sink or swim. Um, Edmonton traded for uh, Larson from New Jersey. And I guess part of the trade was they felt that, yes, they have a lot of young talent in Edmonton, but they need a little bit more maturity in the locker room. And, you know, everybody stuck the camera in his face and he didn't say, well, I'm just, you know... I'm happy to be here in New Jersey, and this is hope I can hope I can you know bring something to the team and blah blah blah. He was like, no, this is like this is like a breakup. You know, this is the only team I've professional team I've known. This is where all my buddies are, and I kind of I kind of feel like I've been betrayed. You know, wow. 
I, I mean, he come out and he said everything that we supposedly want athletes to say. Now, I understand that this is in the hockey world, and on top of it, this is a trade from a Canadian team to the, to a U.S. team. It's not like it's a, it's not like Patrick Kane got traded from Chicago to you know Tampa, you know, two two high profile U.S. teams. But it's not necessarily the trade itself. It's the fact that we have an athlete who's speaking his mind. He's not being an asshole about it though. He's not being a dick, and we we claim that's what we want in sports, especially reporters. Reporters say all the time, oh, this person's not going to give you shit. And that's one of the reasons that Torrey Hunter, when he came here to Detroit, all the beat writers loved him because he 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 would talk to he would talk to the you know to the reporters like they were human beings. He didn't just stand there and give pat answers. You know, he didn't, or he didn't pull a Belichick and just say, next question. We don't talk about that here. Next question. There's something to be said for Belichick style, but no, here I'm reading about this guy. Yeah, no, that's, uh, he's getting kudos for just saying what he's on his mind, but he's not coming off as a loose cannon, uh, just like a veteran who no longer feels the need to spew the, the canned little tidy quotes yeah, from exactly. this article on, was it hockeynews.com? Yeah, you know, I mean, he's like, look, I've put in six years. I feel I've earned the right, even though, yes, I am 24. I still have put in six years in the NHL. I feel I've earned the right to, to be honest. And I personally, I think it's refreshing because I think we get way too much bullshit in sports. And one of the one of the things that, you know, I've heard over the years is that Beat reporters are usually hated by the teams they cover because there has to be a story every day. And they say as a consequence of that, a lot of these athletes won't speak frankly to these reporters. But then it's like, okay, well, when you get an athlete who does speak frankly, like this, like this I mean, let's be honest, 24, it's pretty much he's a kid. Even, even in sports years, he's still a kid. Like this, like this kid did. Yeah. Once again, granted, I get it. It's hockey. It's and it's a Canadian. He came from a Canadian team. It's not earth shattering here in the U.S. But isn't this what we want our athletes to do? I mean, now if he'd have thrown a shit fit and been like, "Fuck Edmonton, I'm going to go to Jersey. Can't wait to play him." You know, I'm going to shove that fucking puck straight up their fucking ass. Blah blah blah. Pull the yeah, Eli that- Manning. I don't want to play in San Diego. Yeah, well, oh, which is the other, I guess, big story we got to cover about San Diego here in a, in a minute, which oh. kind of fits in with this one. Um, you know, he went about it the right way, but but once again, what what happened? There was just a collective meh. You know, it took the hockey, the hockey news, which I mean, if you're a hockey fan, you know, it's like the Bible for the game. I mean, they they cover every level of hockey, but Rich did not get paid to say that. No, no, there's no, <laughs> no, the hockey news is one of the few, when I was a kid, I had a Sports Illustrated subscription. When I became an adult and my family stopped getting me that for my birthday and Christmas, I got a hockey news subscription that I paid for. Yeah. So, so I've actually given money to that. I don't, <laughs> they don't pay me to say this shit. Um, but yeah, just to me, look, he, is, he does it the right way. He says, he says what's on his mind. He's not an asshole about it. And part of the problem is, I think, in especially sports reporting, and even more so in what we're doing, being talking heads about the sport, it doesn't get any doesn't get any coverage because it's not it's not bleeding, 
and it's not sexy. So, eh, it's not. It's a non-story in the eyes of the media. You know, I mean, Charles Barkley. Charles, Bar- Charles Barkley has been retired for how long now? Like, it's got to be going on fifteen years, isn't it? F- fuck, maybe twenty. Let's see. Let's type in Charles Barkley in the old Google machine. CharlesBarkley.com. That's for another day. Basketball starts in what? November? Uh, come on, Wikipedia. As Bill Burr says. 2000. 16 years. Yeah. Wow. And, he's, and he stubs his toe. And there'll be five fucking microphones stuck in his face. Five cameras along with those microphones trying to, you know, waiting for his, hanging on his every word because they know he's going to say something fucking outlandish. And then people who hate, hate him are going to go, oh, and get, you know, offended. And the people that love him are going to just, you know, do what they do. Like, well, that's what Charles Barkley does. What do you expect? It's just his thing. It's his shtick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the expectation wrong. he has set. I, don't get me wrong. I love listening to Charles Barkley riff. I, I think uh, that new show on HBO, what is it, uh, Any Given Wednesday with whoever the fuck his name is. Bill Simmons. Yes, yes. Exiled from, uh, from ESPN Simmons, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think it was his first episode he, he had Barkley on, and Barkley just went off. Maybe it was his second episode. But anyways, you know, I loved it. But once again, I, I think just pointing out the hypocrisy and, and, I mean, even what we're doing, you know. Let's be honest, we just spent probably more time on Colin Kaepernick than we should have. And why? That's because that's what everyone's talking about. But then people will say, I'm so sick of this shit. Well, if you're sick of it, the media is only, the, the news media is only <laughs> going to put out there what they know people are going to want to watch and listen to. What do they say on uh, 4chan? GTFO. <laughs> if you're sick of it. Usually pre- uh, preceded by tits or get the <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got you. Aaron has brought that up. <laughs> but um, now if you. If you really want to, let me nerd out for a sec. So the NHL 17 video game beta came and went, and I played it. And remember, we had the conversation: would I be buying Madden or would I be buying NHL 17? Mm-hmm. I haven't bought Madden. Madden's out. I, mm-hmm. I did like NHL 17, but I I gotta say this: playing online when when I play Madden, I find more shit talking. But I, it's it's like I, when I play with people online, but it's not as personal and it's not as vicious as the shit talking that goes on playing NHL online. Really, you're saying the hockey people are talking way more shit. Oh, dude, dude, there's because there's a game mode where every player on the ice is controlled by an individual player at home. Oh shit! And so you get a bunch of fucking you know armchair Scotty Bowmans who think they're fucking like you know. I don't even like they, they. They think they're Wayne Gretzky, and they're like, "Learn to pick up a fucking pass, faggot." That's why your mother should have swallowed. I mean, all this. Do and they I all just, have Canadian accents? Uh, yeah. The best is when I get cussed out in uh, uh, French by a Canadian. I, I've had that. I've had that. Um, but yeah, more often than not, you you, you can hear the, the Canadian accent there. But yeah, I just I thought it was funny because I'm playing and I'm like, God, you know, when I played pickup hockey, 
there was pretty much a rule. If you're going to get out there and talk that much shit, you pretty much had to back it up. And you'd figure Madden would, I mean, Madden is, is you know, it's got its shit talking. But it isn't like send you a private message cussing you out, calling you everything but a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, I, I've never got one of those, no matter how bad I've whooped someone in Madden. But, yeah, I've gotten that pretty much every year I've played NHL online now. So, mm-hmm. hockey fans out there, y'all got to chill. Seriously. <laughs> There's not a lot of us as is. And if you, get new, if you get new people coming in trying to get in through hockey, and they're like, hey, let me hop online. And they hop on, and it sounds like a mixture between 4chan and a clan rally. People aren't going to want to stay. So a 4clan rally? Yeah, 4clan rally. <laughs> yeah, slash KKK slash, yeah. Yeah, so that's, my, my very, very quick review is, yes, NHL 17. I had fun with it. It's got its flaws. Online, still the clusterfuck that it's always going to be in the, if you got a headset, so... If you don't want to hear it, learn to use the mute button. So, are we going to cover this Joey Bosa shit? Who's Joey Bosa? What's a Joey Bosa? Really? Oh boy. <laughs> you don't, are you serious? Oh, isn't it that uh, that that Charger guy? Yes. Isn't he holding out and being like a dick about it? I mean, if that's the way you want to look at it, <laughs> or like uh, someone's being a dick about something. Basically, the NFL, since the new CBA, has you come in, and if you're picked within a certain range of picks, this is the money you get. So it takes a lot of the bullshit out of it. From what I was, from what I've gathered, and hold on a sec, I want to make sure I got my facts correct here. They were trying to get him to, I guess, take the money, but not take it as the contract stipulates you're supposed to take it. I guess just like more on the back end. And the NFLPA was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can't do this. Because if you do this, it's going to set a precedent and it's going to kick our ass when we go to the negotiating table. And so he was a holdout. But the thing was, it wasn't for money because he was going to get the same amount of money either way. It was more about how he was getting his money, which it to me speaks to this is where we, this is all the negotiations, the almost lockout we had with football a few seasons back. And here we go. You got when we millions, lost a preseason game. We got yeah, I know. You got millionaires and a few billionaires basically still trying to nickel and dime their fucking players. Quibbling about trading their money back and forth. Yes. And if you remember when we talked about it a few episodes ago, we were talking about uh James Harrison and who I, I love I, don't get me wrong. I never want to meet James Harrison pissed off coming at me the other way. But as far mm-hmm. as his attitude towards Roger Goodell and the NFL, I love it because he's like, fuck it. I've never tested dirty. Why do I got to spend my money to fly out to meet Roger Goodell and sit in his office when he mm-hmm. wants to talk to me about an, an, an issue that has nothing to do with me besides a discredited news source throwing my name out with five, six other names? You want to talk to me about it? Come talk to me about it. You want to test me? Test me. But don't waste my time and money when I'm trying to get ready for the fucking season. And then, of course, he called him a crook also, which, you know, I just got to love that. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, it just makes me go back to the what we talked about. I was like, okay, you're going to notice when the collective bargaining agreement's up and they have to go back to the table, that they're going to, I feel that personally, this is what the owners are doing. They're just giving, they're, they're tightening the clamp on the players right now. So when they go to the table and they go, okay, how about this? We'll give you a little bit more power when it comes to actually, you know, Goodell and suspensions and et cetera, et cetera. But you're going to have to sacrifice some money. You know, what this the players like, are going to jump on it. This sounds like a classic case of someone found a loophole and then someone else going, you can't do that. And you go, well, nothing says I can't. And they go, well, we don't want you to do that. Sounds like that kind of deal. Well, the thing is, is football, we all can agree, if you have half a brain and understand how it works, basically prints money. All right? What? And football contracts are unique in that they're not guaranteed unless it's actually stipulated to be guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. And you, there's even cases where you've got to give back your fucking signing bonus. I mean, it, it's, it's happened before. So what I don't understand is what in the fuck is going on in the, N- in the NFL, almost said NHL, in the NFL with these owners to where they feel like they got to fucking hoard every penny and dime they can be, because, I mean, what, what are they? Are they waiting for the Great Depression Part 2 to happen? I mean, I don't get it. I understand you want to make money and you want more, but... Is the league up in their take every year or something? I don't know. It, 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 just, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to have a workforce that, one, okay, you want the best product on the field. If you're an, if you're an owner, I'm assuming this is your thought process. One, I want, to make a, I want to make a profit. Two, I want to make a profit by having the best product possible on the field. And winning as much as possible. Sure. And, Ford. And <laughs> William Ford. That's why I said I assume. And, <laughs> and three, there's only 53 people per team in the entire fucking world. So you add up those 53 people per team. My math is horrible. I'm not even going to try to do it. But it's somewhere in what? A couple thousands? So there's a couple thousands of people in the world who are good enough to, to fill this job. Shouldn't I keep... My labor force somewhat happy. Sixteen ninety six. That's just yeah. players. Yeah, that's not including practice squad and all that shit. So yeah, you're right. In your neighborhood, you're north of a couple thousand people with practice squad and coaches. Yeah. So, and do, wouldn't you want to keep your labor force happy? If it's if I mean if it's this specialized of a skill that they have, I mean, isn't that what we've been told all all our lives? If you want to make more money and you want to go higher in your job. Make yourself make yourself more desirable to your employer. What's more desirable than being like a point one 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 percent of the entire population of the planet that can do your job? And we yeah, we have an adversarial attitude between owners and the players and the NH, and, and, and NHL once again NHL on the brain NFL PA and it just doesn't make sense. I. I like I don't, I don't get it, and I understand we're going into the politics behind sports, but that's also part of sports these days. It's no longer the days of you know, owners getting together with no salary cap, and they go, "Hey, this guy's a pain in my ass, and he's wanting more money." And I've already told my players not to tell each other how much money they're making. Yet he found out, and he's running his mouth. How about if I trade him to your team, and you trade this guy, and guys stay where they're fucking at until the owners are done with them. 
Screw this darky. You want him? <clears throat> but let's be honest. Football is the most cutthroat of all the sports. All sports are cutthroat. Football is the most cutthroat. It's got to be. You only got 16 games. You exactly. have the least amount of chances. Exactly. And even if you build a team, arguably the, the quote-unquote right way, which a lot of people will say is through the draft and you supplement a few holes or boost a few areas with, with free agency, even if you do that, your window to win for most teams, unless you're like New England, is fucking tiny. You get like a two, three year window. I mean, you have to, you have, and and even now you have you know coaches going. I don't want to disrespect the players that were here last season by calling this season a rebuild. We're going to call it a reboot. Okay, well you can use all the fancy PC language you want. We all understand your window has has closed. Now you have to build for the next one. And it just doesn't make sense to me why you have such animosity between billionaires and millionaires. And I understand a lot of people are going to go, well, I don't really care. A bunch of millionaires crying about their money. Let's be honest here. That money, you sign a $100 million contract, you don't get $100 million. You can chop half of that off right off the top for Uncle Sugar. He's going to get his cut. And then you got agents and publicists and managers. Yeah, they're not missing any meals or mortgage payments, so. I understand, but. They're making more than you and I put together. Times once, 10. Once again, <laughs> I get that. But then that, okay, you, now you, you take half for taxes. All the hangers on get their fucking cut. And now you're left with what you have, which isn't even guaranteed most of the time. You're always one play away from not getting a paycheck. You know, that's, to me, it's insanity. It's insanity for me to, for me to look at it and go, well, I got to side with the owners on this. Why? The owners, that team's going to be there no matter how many people's careers end this year. It's going to be there you? next. It'll be there after they're you. after you. Yes, Exactly. It's like I tell any woman I meet about my cat. <laughs> she was here before you, she'll be here after you, sweetheart. <laughs> this is the only thing that loves me unconditionally. As long as I don't let the bottom of her food bowl show for one second. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> then she's starving, apparently. But yeah, I mean, and this, this whole thing, I, you know, it was kind of, it's kind of been buried, and it was kind of a story more so last week with Joey Bosa. Hmm. But to me, it speaks to the, the issue with the owners in the in the NFL and it's like okay how much is too much like i get it we're all about you know hey we're all for making money make as much as you can but at a certain point man don't you have to go you know gee i, I wouldn't really be an owner of a football team if there weren't these players willing to put their fucking health on the line every fucking sunday to go out here and do this i mean do you really want to see you really want to see like jerry jones and you know, whoever's running the Ford, well, what is it, uh, Ford, William Clay Ford's wife now running the team? Martha. Actually, I might want to see those two play football against each other. That'd be amusing for at least a couple minutes. Huh. But, the, I mean, no one wants to see the owners out there playing this shit. Then it would get sad real quick. Well, the Lions would still have the same record, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't matter. We'd be watching a murder live. On Sunday afternoon. I don't know. I, it, maybe maybe it's my more so of a pro-union stance coming out, but ultimately I just I, I can't. 
I can't look at the owners and go, well, I understand why you guys are fucking penny pension here. Makes total sense to me. No, I, I don't. I'm sorry. You ch- it's okay. You insist you you need these many. You need four preseason games. In fact, that's that's another thing that happened with the injury to Romo, with the injuries that happen every preseason, no matter what. We really need four preseason games. Owners, bitch. Well, that's when we make you know money because obviously we don't have to pay the players for their preseason games. We play them for their actual fucking games account. That's the only reason we don't have an eighteen game season. Fuck that. Give them two preseason games, give us an 18 game season and throw in a second bye week. Done. Every fucking uh what is it is it 6 weeks? You have a bye. There you go. Merry fucking Christmas. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Because here's the problem with preseason games and I'm sure you've noticed this because if you're even a casual fan you know this. You got first stringers, superstars. They know their roster spot is fine. They're not going to go 110% in preseason. Hell no. But then you got the guy next to him who's getting his chance to play with the first squad. He's only going to get so many shots with it. So he's going 110%. But football isn't the type of game to where you go 110% and you only have to worry about you. You got to worry about the guy next to you. If you're an offensive lineman, you got to worry about the guy next to you. If he's taking plays off because he knows his position's locked up, you can get blindsided. You can get rolled up and your fucking knees bent the wrong way 90 degrees. And, I mean, these are what, this is what the players go through in, pre, in preseason. And preseason isn't, I mean, it's, it's a fucking joke. And then you got, like I said, owners who want to now look for loopholes to not play the fucking payers or play, pay the players what they agreed to in a collective bargaining agreement. It's horseshit. Like you said, fuck it. You get two preseason games. Then you get 18 regular season games, give them two bye weeks. There you go. Everybody's fucking happy. Oh, that would be glorious. Well, I don't know. It might happen still sooner or later. I don't know. Then with the scheduling, they can make the season go to almost fucking March. (laughs) Yeah. Spring football. Fuck yeah. Because if football is, bam, right into baseball. Oh, look, spring training has started. I mean... As of now, I mean, when we were little, the Super Bowl was damn near almost a week after New Year's. Now, it's the week before the Daytona 500. Yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, I, I didn't think about it that way, but it really is. I remember watching many Super Bowls in January, and not the tail end either. No, fuck no, it's it like it right in the middle usually, you know, and now, I mean, they've managed to add in the, some extra, they've managed to get in some extra padding weeks. You know, now there's this fucking, uh, the fourth uh, preseason game was, is it last week or this week? It's this week. It's this week. Yeah. Okay. So, I was going to say, oh, there's a week between the season and the start, but no, there isn't. But they're starting it later because there used to be football on Labor Day. No? No. It's always post-Labor Day. The fuck did that shit start? Now there's two weeks in between the Super Bowl. No, one of them is the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. That's the most useless game ever. Like yeah. I thought, the, I thought the NHL All Star Game was useless. Pro Bowl. There's the perfect example of star players going at fifty percent speed. Like seriously, who the fuck is gonna like? If okay, if you were on the Lions and you were someone like Megatron, all right, and you get selected to the Pro Bowl, your season was over by week eight. By the way. 
Are you going to go 110% to Pro Bowl and risk getting injured? Make it mean oh. something. Oh, yeah. No great. more coin toss in the Super Bowl. Winning conference gets the ball first. Dude, don't, don't do that. Ha. Don't even put that into the ether because you somewhere Roger Goodell's fucking nuts just tingled. <laughs> He's like, oh, some oh. way to make something count. What? Wonderful. We can do that? <laughs> Let me check with my owners. Hey, uh, owners, is that okay? Oh, why don't we pay you $40 million a year to figure it out? Okay, great. And then there you go. Do you remember what started that shit in baseball? No. The All-Star game went into extra innings, and they used every player on the bench and every pitcher in the bullpen, and they stopped the game. It was in Milwaukee, which at this point, Bud Sealing was still commissioner of baseball, and he was owner of the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm -hmm. And they actually walked over to him in the stands and said, what do we do? And he said, call it a tie game. And... Right after, well, not immediately after that, but not long after that is when they announced whoever wins the All Star Game gets home field advantage in the World Series. Because so, America collectively went, "Oh, come on!" I think because America collectively at that point was like, "Why the fuck are we watching the All Star Game?" Yeah, why is it in extra innings? Why have none of you taken a dive to go home? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are you, bunch of Charlie hustles out there? Come on, the the, the days of fucking. Pete Rose running over a catcher and ending his career in the All-Star game are long gone. Come no on. one in the 11 and a half inning went, oh, I went through my legs. It's crazy. I mean, but then again, if they played, it, it, obviously that was probably a bunch of fucking All-Stars playing at like 50, maybe 75% of their, their ability, and they ended up tied. But if they played 100% of their ability, we'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? It's an All-Star game. Say, well, so, how come no one stepped up? Let's put an end to this thing. Let's go home. Yeah, come on. Just hit him with some extra fucking uh, uh, juice and just let him hit a home run. Come on, dude. Seriously, we need to get out of here. Yeah, no pitcher threw him a meatball. Look, it, we're already in the 15th inning. I've already lost my side chick blowjob before I got to go home to my wife. So come on, you know? Yeah, at this point, I got to find a stranger at the airport. So hurry the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to be hitting on the stewardess like, do you think we could fit two of us in one of these airplane bathrooms? Come on, let's yeah, do this. All right. <laughs> so hey man i wanted to roll through the lions schedule since we'll start picks next week let's roll through the Lions schedule and uh, see uh what we both think here because i i honestly haven't looked at this yet quite honestly i haven't either uh, i just typed in uh, detroit lions 2016 in google and it's just boom right first thing uh sunday september 11th uh it's an away game at the indianapolis colts <laughs> We're not doing picks right now, right? <laughs> well, that's, We're not, that's, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call that a, I'm gonna call that an L. You gonna, you gonna agree with me there? I'm gonna keep track of these, and we'll see where we we end up at the end of the season here. Well, I mean, if you want to do picks for the season now, yeah, I'll definitely say that that's a loss, uh, and yeah. Per, per, Probably a resounding loss. Yeah, I figured we'll roll through the season now since uh, next week we're going to do the, uh, we're going to start doing the weeks and rolling through all those. All right, week number deuce. It's a home game versus the Tennessee Titans. Ugh. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I'm like, oh, really? 
It sounds like that. Uh, remember uh, the uh, South Park about uh, the what was it, the 2000 election? The uh, shit sandwich or the uh, giant douche? Yeah, the turd sandwich or giant douche. Uh, I'll be I'll be nice and I'll say a W. We're at home, but when, in these kind of matchups, I always default to signal caller versus signal caller. I think Marcus Mariota is a better quarterback than Matt Stafford. Really? He might be less inexperienced, but if you watch him play, uh, I think he's played way better games professionally than Matt Stafford has ever played uh, so far. Uh, I'm going to call that an L. Okay. I'm, I'm going 0-2. Week 3. Oh, well, ha. at uh, Lambeau Field, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's a loss. <laughs> that's a loss. Uh, week four. Oh, two division games in a row uh, at the Chicago Bears. Ooh. We'll go out in the limb and say that was that was a win. I'm going to if we, you're if you're if you're throwing Stafford up against Cutler, Cutler's team hates him. You can't say that about Stafford. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be simpatico on these two here. Uh, can't beat uh, Peck at home, even though we did. Uh, Last year, correct? We finally we crush that jinx. Yeah, first time since what ninety one. Yeah, but we're not getting, and that was right at the end of the season. We're not getting two in a row at Lambeau from those guys. And then Chicago, they're re- they're in rebuilding mode right now. Matt Forte's gone. Martellus Bell, it is gone. That uh, was the team. I, that was the team. Their coach said, "I'm not going to call it rebuilding. I'm going to call it a reboot." <laughs> yeah. So. So. Yeah, and by the way, I pose this question right now. Uh, didn't it used to be every other week was conference, and then every other it was non-conference, conference, non-conference, conference? I thought so. N- not anymore. It, it, you got, like I said, it's two games in a row for, in the division. Yeah. After starting two games in a row, not in the division. And then it's like three more. No, one, two, three, four. Four in a row, not in a division. Then a division, non-division, division, non-division. And for some reason, the schedule doesn't have the last four weeks. <laughs> uh, so we'll go to the Lions homepage here. And then division, non-division, non-division, division. Hmm. All right. Anyway, week five. Uh, Eagles coming to Ford Field. I'll give them a win on that. Yeah, that's that's another team right now that's uh they're on the re it's they their draft pick is already injured. Is he gonna make it? Uh week what did he injure? Oh, uh Wentz? Oh shit, hold on a sec. Is it anything that ends in C L? Uh Carson Wentz. Well he's practicing as of today. Okay. Um uh, two fractured ribs. Week one preseason. That's the game I watched. Yeah, that was the one where uh, once he was injured, <laughs> the the Eagles announcers were like, "There goes the season." And I'm like, "Damn, that's horrible." Yeah, but yeah, it was his second day of practice in a row. Um, they're calling it a positive sign. Uh, I mean that one. I'm deferring to signal callers. Stafford's more experienced than their guy. That's a W for us. Yeah. Next, uh, 
two home games in a row. The new, the, the subject of hard knocks. Something hard knocks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Los Angeles Rams. <sighs> Who's there? Bradford still? No. Yes? No. I can't. And I'm watching hard knocks, and, I, and I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, one, I'm just going to call it a win. Um, if we can't figure out who their quarterback is, <laughs> let's call it a yeah. It's it's not even that. It's just I I don't think that team. And this 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 is just a gut feeling. I'm, I have no facts to back this up. As as long time radio show here would say, this is uh, reckless, irresponsible speculation on my part. Wild and reckless speculation. Yes. I don't. I just. I don't think that team is as focused as they should be. Watching Hard Knocks, it. I mean, you have individual players who obviously are, but with the move to L.A., um, Jeff Fisher. Yeah, there's a he, lot of chance for distraction, especially to where they're moving too, and they're on a TV show. Yeah, and Jeff Fisher has he ever really been the guy to bring home the bacon, or is he always kind of one of the also ran coaches? It's. Just good enough to keep a job. He's always the guy that like will take your shit pile and give you the foundation for not a shit pile, and then they'll bring in somebody who will <laughs> uh, take what he just put together to the next level. Yeah, I, so I, I just don't have much faith in the Rams this season. That's just that's just me. That's just a gut feeling, reckless, wild and reckless speculation on my part. So yeah, I'll give the Lions a win on that one. Week seven. A homecoming of sorts for Kirk Cousins, the Redskins. Three home games in a row. Redskins. Mm. Their backfield is relying on some uh, either a rookie or a guy with one year of experience. Because Alfred, Alfred Morris is now in Dallas. Um, who's there to catch the ball? Anybody of note? Not off the top of my head. So, I mean, I'm going to give this one to the Lions... I'm feeling I'm feeling the opposite. For some reason, I'm just feeling the loss on that one. Really? Yeah. I I don't know why. I think I I think Cousins. This is his season to to really step up and be the. You made the right decision. You know, he's he's it's. I mean, it's it's easy to say this. He's going to sink. He's going to have to prove his worth. He's going to have to sink or swim. Well, they pointed but, out he got his record against all losing teams. To me, that makes me go. Well, let's see, play a real team. Are you ready to call the Lions a real team this season? I mean, no, that's not my point. <laughs> that's just my thing with Cousins. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's like you know, uh, let's see him play New England, or uh, how about how about let's just let's let's see him. New England's kind of Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I you was going to say more Pittsburgh. Yeah. The Cardinals. Team play your, your Carolina Panthers, your Seattle Seahawks. Okay, week eight is the Houston Texans. They are at the Texans. They are in at Houston. Mm. I'm going to give that one as a loss. Yeah, I mean, whatever the shit show that their offense has been the last couple seasons, their defense is not. I mean, J.J. Watt is that, – that guy's a Hall of Fame player, right? Like, we already know. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he'll get a ring somewhere before he retires. I have a feeling it'll be in New England. That's just me. 
like let's let's stamp that you know on this episode of sporgy that is going to come out and you know in the final week of august or on september 1st 2016 i say jj watt ends up in a patriots uniform before the end of his career and that's how he gets a ring but said all that to say playing that defense loss and here's look this is how i until the lions prove they can win on the road consistently and i'm not talking about beating sub 500 teams until they can prove they can win on the road consistently, I'm going to always pick against them if I if I have any doubt about the team they're playing at home. I just you have to prove it to me. Just say I'm from Missouri. Show me. I there's no reason for me to have any faith in the Lions whatsoever. They've not given anyone a reason to have faith in them. So week nine division opponent Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Well, see, now this one is interesting because an hour ago, the Vikings just announced Bridgewater, Bridgewater suffered a dislocated knee and a completely torn ACL. And has, they say he has no nerve damage and he's fully uh, expected to fully recover. But torn ACL, unless I'm wrong, that's out for the season. I'm so going with they have Adrian Peterson, and <laughs> that just ensured he will get the ball all season. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he's going to be. And Minnesota's at home. Yeah, that Lions defense is going to have to prove it can stop the run. And once again, I have no faith they can. So that's a loss in my book. And didn't Bridgewater go out for a period of time last year and his backup was getting the job done? Well, yeah. And if your scheme is you're based around a running back, you can have a game manager back there. As long as he doesn't turn over the ball constantly, you'll be all right. Yeah. All right, week 10. Win the bye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they can't lose that. Yeah, that's always the joke in Detroit. Well, we're not going to lose this week. It's bye week. Yeah. Uh, week 11, we got another home game, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, automatically, first thing popped in my head is win. But this is the game that will embarrass me for picking that because the Lions will somehow find a way to lose it. But I'm still going to say win. It's the trap game. Every game is a trap game if you're the Lions. But, yeah, they'll find it. If if they find a way to lose this game, I just want it on record somewhere that I said I'm I'm, I'm against my better judgment. I'm picking them to win it, but sol in the end, I wouldn't be shocked. You got Blaine Gabbert thrown to Alan Hearns. I'm going with a loss for us. Just a just a flat out. They're not Blaine Gabbert. Uh, Blake Bortles. Blaine yeah, Gabbert is in San Francisco. So, but. No, just I'm not relying on our on our defense on that one. Just as I had Blake Bortles last year, like he's actually uh, he's he's not doing it flashily, flashily. He's doing it uh, just with uh, numbers. Flashily is that is that referring to Jeff Flashel? <laughs> no, it's referring to a word I made up just now. <laughs> but he's not uh he just he's getting uh, he's just putting up the numbers man he's getting he's winning games man he's 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 part of if he's not winning games he's at least getting production out of his offense he likes to throw uh i mean uh you're who's your running back there you got sh- you got shoelace and uh oh and you got tj yeldon and i don't know they're a young team they're on the come up i'm going with the loss you're calling the win um, right now I'm giving us four wins. Uh, oh, Richie, you you already you got us at six. No, no, you got us at five right now. You know, 
It's optimistic, se- optimistic season for you so far. Uh, <laughs> of the Thanksgiving game, uh, home game against the Vikings. Like the Vikings, we just, we just played them two weeks ago. What the, I don't know how the fuck they make these schedules. I hate when you see a team like you know. Hey, we just played you two weeks ago. How's it going? But uh, Vikings at home. I mean, uh, it, there you go, dude. That's what I'm saying. Uh, they have Adrian Peterson. I'm going with a loss. Same here. And just, you know, every year, I mean, we've been we've seen this movie before, right? We're always hoping for the Thanksgiving week miracle, the Thanksgiving Day miracle, and then by you know halfway through the first quarter, you're always like, all right, what the fuck else is on? Any, I never pass up a chance for the Lions to embarrass themselves on the national stage. So, I yes, I'm, I'm calling that a loss. December 4th, week 13 at the Saints, I'm going with a loss, and I'll tell hey, you yeah. why. Uh, first of all, it's at the Saints. Uh, Drew Brees is way better than Matt Stafford, and the Saints owe us one because the last time we played them, they lost on a chintzy last-second field goal. You think it's going to be a... Uh a repeat of the 2011 playoffs there where the Saints never punted? <laughs> I mean, it's going to depend on uh, New Orleans defense this year because last time we played them, their defense wasn't so great. And then their defense has kind of been going, uh, to quote Master P, been going through, through some things the last <laughs> couple years. Uh, but they owe us one. They're at home. Drew Brees is just going to fucking... Be Drew Brees. Uh, yeah, and put put another L in the 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 column here for the Lions. Same here. All right, week fourteen, uh, Chicago coming to Ford Field. Oh, see, at this point, I want to I, I want to say win, but you got to think the Lions are going to most likely be out of it at this point. So once again, they're playing for quote unquote pride. And I don't know, dude. Chicago could be pretty pissed off at this point because they're not rebuilding, they're rebooting. And probably Chicago is going to play the disrespect card and come in, and I could see them catching the Lions off guard, especially if they lost to them at home earlier in the season like I predicted. So I know that's a long thought out or drawn out thought process about it, but that's just how I, that's just how I look at it. So I, that one I, I would say more. Gun to my head, loss. See, I'm going with a win because Chicago blows. Yeah, I'm going on record. Yeah, at Sporty Podcast on Twitter, Chicago wins. <laughs> Your team sucks this year. Yeah, Dick ain't walking through that door. The best part of your team is now wearing a fucking, uh, a, was a New York Jets uniform? Now we're Forte Landon? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and, 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 and your quarterback's balls are in the purse of some bitch that was on the hills. Ha! So. Solely. Because they have kids. Oh, yeah. She's hot, though. I still fucked the shit out of her. <laughs> All right. Week 15. Going to Jersey to see Mr. Waterhead himself, <laughs> Eli Manning. <laughs> and it's two Super Bowl rings. I'm going to call that one a loss. Me too, because he's playing. A, they're playing a Manning. Bottom line. Also, it's Jersey. Well, whatever. It's an outdoor game late in the season for a. Uh oh, uh oh. Am I going to use the S word? 
Yep. Soft indoor Lions team. So, yeah. It's also late in the season. They're in a turd. The Giants are in a turd division. They could have something to play for at this point. Also calling it a loss. I read an article the other day talking about how the NFC East is the new, uh, what is it, uh, NFC or AFC South? Mm, well, NFC South has had, well, pretty much, well, yeah. Now, until, until last season, it's been fairly dominated for a couple years stretch by uh, Saints. Tampa hasn't done shit. Carolina was not shit till last season. And, I mean, Matty Ice ain't exactly... He's, he's having a very Romo-esque career down there in, uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, I drafted yeah. him last year. He was some bullshit. And speaking of Romo... December 26th, the day after Christmas, Boxing Day for our Canadian friends, going to the Jerry, the house of Jerry Belt, the Jerry Dome in Dallas at the Cowboys. All right. Well, this is all depends on who we think is going to be under center for the, for the Cowboys at this point. Okay, cause, and, and I have to ask this question. Do you, do you put it past the Cowboys if Romo comes back? It's this backs- game. And Dax has been playing, and he's been playing well. And let's say he's one game over five hundred as a starter. Because I'm think I think they said they're looking at like five weeks into the season before Romo come come back, maybe six. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's five. So let's say he's three and two as a starter. Romo comes back, plays typical Romo five hundred football. Do you think Jerry would pull fucking would would because we all know he runs that team. You think he'd tell them, hey, pull Romo and put fucking Dax in? Depends if they got something to play for or not. I think if the young kid's winning, Jerry's going to be like, eh, let's keep winning. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what Jerry likes to do. The young kid's got him at like fucking, you know, at this point, week 16. If he's got him at like, you know, 11 and 4. <laughs> Have a seat, glass man. Let the, uh, the young buck uh, here take us into the playoffs. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you go if you go to week five and the rookies got him at three and two, Romo comes in. This is what week fourteen they play the Lions. You said or week fifteen? Uh, week sixteen. Oh, week sixteen. Okay. Well, eh, I, I mean, yeah. If the if I, I don't see the Lions having anything to play for, two, that's one. Two, it's on the road, and three, it's. It's the fucking Cowboys, man. I mean, it's as as much as the, the Cowboys have been a five hundred team since they last won a Super Bowl, they still fucking spanked the goddamn Lions. So that one's a loss in my book. Yeah, I'll make this simple for you, Rich. They have Ezekiel Elliott, and we have our defense. Loss. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. say think what you want about the man, but we're missing uh, Mister Indomitian. And Nick Fairley. I mean, that, that was a badass uh, couple guys up front there. Yeah, but Ziggy Ansa is enough to be... The Ansa? He's, he's, he's not... Don't write him off. I'm I mean, writing him off. He's a fucking beast, but he can't do it by himself. I'm saying when we uh, had Sue and Fairley, we were considered oh. the dominant defense in the league. That was, that was nice for a season to be able to, to season, say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah one season. <laughs> Meanwhile, mm-hmm. my Tampa Bay fan self was like, "Yeah, enjoy your one season because that's all you're going to get." Yeah, but no, <laughs> are you, are you, are, so you're saying that Nada's not going to have a comeback year? He's not going to be NFL 
comeback player of the year here? You know, how many guys have we had that story with, Rich? Let's be honest. How many guys have we're, oh, we're going to get him on the comeback. We're going to get, and it's, no, we got somebody else's fucking garbage and they're just sitting there holding on to their contract until they go, well, I'm just going to retire. How many, come on, man, we're, we're almost, you know, we're almost 40. How many times have we seen this? <laughs> 39 times. 39 <laughs> times. <laughs> That's how many times I've seen this shit. <laughs> and each time it works out just as well as I thought it would. Yeah. And then, uh, all right, last uh, game of the year at home. Aaron Rodgers. Discount oh. double dick. <laughs> all right, this to me this all depends on has has Green Bay wrapped up the division and are they resting their players? Yeah, is Green Bay eight and eight or fucking uh twelve and four at this point? Yeah. So I'm sorry, eight and seven and twelve and three. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah. Um but just off the top of my head, I'd say a loss. I mean, as a Lions fan, you're just used to when you see that fucking green and white g on the schedule that might as well be a green and white l because yeah. yeah i mean they're the fucking green bay packers they are who they thought or who they we are. thought they were now if you want to crown their ass crown them <laughs> yeah <laughs> well both of us have picked the lines to go five and eleven <laughs> <laughs> You know, I really want to. I really want to look up local sports people and see what they pick the Lions to do. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I've actually heard we got a Venn diagram on three of our W's. I've actually heard nine and seven and ten and six. I've heard those numbers thrown around on, on local sports talk, and I'm just like, <sighs> what fucking you? team? What? That's what I'm saying. What fucking team? The Detroit Lions. Are you watching? Not the Penn State Nittany Lions? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not, the, not, not, not the Happy Valley Child Touchers? Yeah, no, right. But, it, yeah, it, dude. It looks like we're both, we're, we are both predicting it's going to be a rough uh, week four, five, and six. Or no, oh, no, correction. Those are our wins. My bad. It's going to be a good week four, five, and six. Uh yeah, our L's Venn diagram on the last three weeks of the season. Well, I mean, also, once again, yeah, there's a few games you picked from to win or lose, and mm-hmm. I picked the opposite. But I think it speaks to anyone listening outside of Detroit. This is how beat down two not even Lions fans are about the local team. Where we both, we're not in lockstep on what games they're going to win and lose, but we come to the exact same record. Yeah. It's just like, it's a fucking joke, dude. It's it's embarrassing. It really is. Because this is not a team with no history. This is a team that's been around for a long time. And to never even sniff a Super Bowl, really? The one NFC Championship game they went to wasn't even close? Oh, it was a, it was a sexual assault on national television. I mean, it's just, it's bad. It's... Yeah. The glory days of Wayne. I never, ever thought that phrase would ever be uttered. He was so hated when he was here. He's the best coach of our lifetime. Best coach of the last 30 years. Definitely, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And and the second 
the second best coach is a distant second. And it's arguable who that is. So, I mean. <laughs> we can another half hour on that. And what? Sh- uh, sh- the, the Schwartz? And that's mean, he, got you to, he got you to the playoffs, but didn't uh, Bobby Ross? Yeah. So, I mean, those are the only two run. If you're going just by wins, those are the runner-ups. Those are distant seconds to Wayne Fonz. Well, I mean, didn't the Schwartz get you there twice? I mean, would you call that a, a – did they show up in 2011? I'm just wondering because – Because it was the Saints and it was who else? No, wait a minute. Was it Schwartz that got him in there? No. That was the year that was the year they had the bomb ass fucking defense. That was under uh was that Schwartz? The last year they had Sue? Or was that uh Mr. I've been lionized? No, that was Schwartz, because Caldwell, this is only season three? Season two. No, it's gotta be season three. Feels like it. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it feels like this is the year he gets fired. <laughs> so that's the third season for most of the Lions coaches. Well, I mean, there we go. What we really need to do is look up the odds on how long he'll last as Lions coach this season. Because you know somewhere in Vegas there's a sports book that has that. I mean, do you think he'll make it to the end of the season? Uh, just like anything else, depends on his record. I mean, uh, first of all, let's figure out. Oh, fuck it. 2014. So, yeah, this is season three. Yeah, this is the, uh, this is the season where he better start. Checking for plastic. No, Schwartz got you there once because Caldwell's first season, he got you to the playoffs. That's what I thought, yeah. Because everyone was able to go, well, his first season, he got you to the playoffs. So, he's keeping his job. Yeah, that bought him a bye for the second season. Yeah. But this is the third season, traditionally the season where every Lions coach, when he's called into the fucking GM or owner's office, better start looking for plastic on the ground. Yeah, well, uh, I have them. Uh, they'll be... Uh, I have them. We both have them. Uh, f- four and four, <laughs> halfway through the season, so he'll keep his job. Uh, but uh, might not keep it after the season. Yeah, five, if he five and uh, what was the five and nine record we come up with? <laughs> yeah, the second half of the season, I have him going or uh, five and one and seven, as do you. <laughs> so. Who could fight at the end of the season if things play out uh, how we predicted? Or, you know, hey, they might they might pull a fucking a shocking one like, you know, Tampa Bay did. Tampa Bay brought in Lovey Smith, gave him one season, and then fired his ass for a coach. And I'm like, why the fuck is he a head coach, let alone I, replacing Lovey Smith? I just don't know if there is anything to this thinking of, uh, oh, defenses are going to know how to cover the Lions without... Uh, Calvin Johnson being there, like no, no, he cover Golden Tate now, like <laughs> you know, yeah. Wait a minute, okay. De- that's that's yeah, that's fun. That's a funny thing to me when I hear people say defenses won't know how to cover the Lions, and I'm like, wait a minute. So they knew how to cover him when Megatron was there. He's not there. The defense or the offense isn't as good, and they're going to have more problems than they did when Megatron was on the field. That's some Homer thinking when people say that shit. That's just all there is to that. Yeah, I mean that's, I you know that could be the Homer media trying to polish a turd because it could. I mean I'm sure there's a lot of people like me and you thinking like, oh Jesus, this is going to be a rough fucking. I mean I've been calling it since uh, as soon as Megatron retired. I'm like, 
Oh, rebuilding 2016. This is going to be a rough year. Dude, but, but saying that defenses won't know how to cover the Lions without Megatron is like saying, oh, I got cheated on, but at least his dick's bigger than mine. That's like sticking your fingers in your leg. You know, it I doesn't can't make hear any you. Sense. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be real simple. Okay, so cover the deep threat. <laughs> the running game from the Lions post Barry? Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, no one's worried about that. Come on now. Yeah, and it's it's going to be. I I just I don't buy into everyone's like. There's this Marvin Jones love fest that's starting to coalesce, and I'm not buying it just because the one byproduct of doing fantasy football is you keep up with all the players and on all the other teams, and just he's always been like. He's someone I can find on the waiver wire in week 13. Like, he's that caliber of player. Like, he ain't setting the world on fire. He's just putting up average numbers, man. He ain't nothing fucking special. And that's just like, that's who your alternative to Golden Tate is. It's like, good fucking luck. You know, you needed to draft. I mean, no one is going to fill the Calvin Johnson-sized hole, but you could have had two guys that could have tried to fill it together. And to me, Marvin Jones is not that guy. No. They could have signed a way bigger name. And I'm not even just about name, just a way, a guy just with better production than that, who, whose production uh, evokes more of a response than meh. Well, and on top of it, you have, okay, so you don't have your number one threat at wide receiver, but it's not like you have a game-breaking tight end either. You have fucking Eric Ebron, who can't hold on to a fucking ball. And let's be honest, too, Golden Tate was an also-ran in Seattle who had a good season and capitalized on it. Exactly, cashed in on it. Because that is another dude who I've, you know, it's another guy who was always going to be available to you on the waiver wire in week 14 or 15 who's just putting up average numbers. You know what what I say? Okay, they got Anquan Bolden, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate. They got an excellent receiving core if it was five to six years ago. Like, didn't Golden Tate end up having that season because Percy, they, uh, 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 traded for Percy Harvin, and he sat injured all year, like he did most of his career. <laughs> but he was supposed to be the number one guy, and he couldn't go. So Golden Tate was the you know next on the depth chart. I, I mean, I really that's why he had that season. I believe that's what I remember. And he capitalized on it. Well, now he's here. Time to earn that money. Buddy, you got one I, week. Either way, I, any way you slice it, I'm just not seeing. I better hear Stafford to Tate all motherfucking season. <laughs> anyway, be in every highlight reel. Anyway you slice it, I'm just not buying the the whole Lions offense. Stafford is a to me middle to low end of the middle quarterback. You, he's he's you could you could pull a Trent Dilfer with him if you put him on a team and said manage the game and let the defense fucking hold the other team to barely anything he might he might flourish yeah I but think he's he never, with the same team I think if you put Stafford on the Ravens you know he goes to the Super Bowl exactly but he's not carrying the team on a Super Bowl he's doing it the last year like like how Manning won the Super Bowl the last year. You know, he's not 
he's not Tom Brady in the team to the Super Bowl. So I don't know. I just I don't see any really standouts on this on this Lions offense. And once again, what are you gonna do? Put your hope in the defense? Okay, you got Ezekiel Elliott and I'll wait. Who else? I mean What our defense? Yeah, who, Dallas is running back. Well, I'm just saying, who's where's where's the uh, you know where's the standout? Where's 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 the lockdown cornerback? You know, where's the hard hitting safety? And it Levy, who was always injured. You know, where's 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 your linebacker? Well, you're gonna you're gonna pin all your hopes on on Van Noy. You know what the Lions love to do? They love to hold on guys who stay injured. They love to hold on to those guys. There's some crazy fucked up loyalty mentality about Detroit. Or for some reason, with all of our sport teams, we, we tend to do that with a lot of guys, Brandon Inch. Uh, but it, it, it's, you know, as it, cutthroat as it is, man, it should just be like, hey, man, like you're keeping this spot on our roster for someone who'd be doing something for us. Have a good one. You know, I think the, maybe I think a division team. opponent will, you know, maybe the Buffalo Bills will feel fucking sorry for you. You'll end up in fucking Jacksonville. I think the only local team that could that got away with it and they got away with it because they they were loyal to guys no matter how injury prone was but they did it in a unique way was the Red Wings and the way they could do it in a unique way was because they made the playoffs every year so they went okay look yes it's good it's important to have a good regular season but how you perform in the playoffs is going to be the deciding factor on whether we bring you back or not if you're injured or you play like shit during the playoffs you got to go yeah, I mean, and that's how we that's how we ended up with Johan Franzen instead of Martin uh, Hosa or Marion Hosa, mm-hmm. and Hosa's now went on to win two cups in Chicago. Oops, yeah, because Hosa didn't perform as well as Mule did in the playoffs. That's true, but that's really the first time that they came to bite us back in the ass. I mean, hey, I remember '96 playoffs. Coffee scored on fucking Vernon. Coffee was fucking gone. Later, then he traded his ass with Primo for Shanahan next season. <laughs> yep. Shanahan come in and was a mainstay here for a decade, well, almost a decade, you know. And in football, you have, okay, the Lions, you can't be loyal like that because, one, you ain't making the playoffs. You can't base whether you're going to bring them back on their, how they perform in the playoffs because you're never fucking there. And then the Tigers, that's just, that's just a whole different story. Tigers have just... Tigers went the route of Boston and New York and signed players to huge long-term contracts that they can't fucking move. So that's that's their problem. I mean, people are saying Miggy's having a shit year. I I just saw his stats. That's a shit year most players would cut off a fucking finger for. You know, same with like a guy like J.D. Martinez well, or Vmart. It's, it's a shitty year for him. I think that's what most people are. Well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, but I mean that's. He's also 32. He's not 22 anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, let's wait till uh, Mike Trout's 32, and let's see if he's still fucking as as you know his if his war is as high as it is now. Uh, you know, worth over replacement or whatever value or whatever the fuck I don't I don't know all that sabermetric shit. But yeah, the Lions can't do that. And yeah, you're right. They hold on to people. I mean. Who was the run- I'm really drawn to blank. Who's the fucking running back they held on to until they finally just were like, okay, it's done. Your career is done. Uh, what the fuck was his was name? Was it Bell? Joyke Bell? No. 
It was the guy he was backing up. Uh, what the fuck was his name? Uh, Jesus Christ. Got concussions every other week. Yeah. Oh, shit. I can't remember his name right now. That's how little he played. Exactly, yeah. But if you were, if, if you were anywhere, anywhere around the radio listening to sports talk radio, it was just people pumping him up. Like fans pumping him up, and it's like, for what? I mean, I understand he's not an asshole. It's not like he's out there shooting himself in the leg at a club, but he's injured all the time. He can be the best guy in the world. That doesn't help your team win. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Anyways, who? Uh, I, one final question for you as far as we're talking about the most depressing team in fucking Detroit history. Uh, who do you think that, that is no longer a lion this year that was last year that's going to come back to bite him in the ass? Because that's, a, that's a, another tr- proud tradition here in Detroit. Uh, who'd we get rid of? I, I mean, other, the obvious answer is Calvin Johnson. But Oh, shit. What was that linebacker's name? Uh, I think he signed with... Who did he sign? Oh, fuck. I'm trying to remember his name. Not DeAndre Levy. Oh. Shit, who was the linebacker they let go? Hold on. By the way, the name of that running back, Javid Best. Thank you. Dude, it's going to drive me insane. Uh, oh, my God. They're talking about the biggest, the 25 uh, biggest, or 20 biggest draft busts of the last, I think it's 10 years, dude, or of all time, I think. What is the name of this article? Well, if it's all time, when we know who's near the top because he's at the top of almost every list for this. That's that's uh, Mr. Ryan Leaf, that poor bastard. No, this is Lions. Oh, just draft Lions. busts. Anyways, the linebacker I was thinking of was Stephen Tulloch, and he plays for the Eagles. And the Lions do play the Eagles this year. Uh, he's no, because he's old and busted. Like that was his problem with us the last couple seasons. Who would have thought Harrington would come back and win against the Lions when he played for uh, uh, Atlanta? I mean, did you think that was in Harrington to do that? I mean, Schwartz... It's just Lion-esque. It just seems like that's what happens. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It happens, it seems like, every year. You see Tulloch injuring Stafford? Just something stupid. It it has to be, because it has to be the Lions. Well, if you are not in the Detroit market and you listen to us talk, you should feel happy for your football team. Yeah. This is just... Dude, listen to this list. Andre Ware, he played six games. Yeah. <laughs> he started just six of the 14 games he played. Uh, Juan Roque, I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, good luck on that one. Uh, Kevin Abrams, here we go. Joey Harrington. Charles Rogers, <laughs> Mr. I Fall Asleep Order Mexican Food, <laughs> Teddy Lehman, Mike Williams. Yeah, that guy was a huge fucking bust. Yes, he was. Isn't he down in, uh, uh, no, he's not in Tampa now, is he? No, I think he's retired. Dude. Not that Mike Williams, it's a different Mike Williams. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Bullocks, <laughs> Drew Stanton, Ike Alama uh, Francis. <laughs> Akika, Naga, Naga, not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald Alexander, Jordan Dyson. 
Javid Best, Titus okay. Young, Ryan Boyles. If I don't hear Ebron. Turd Ferguson. No. <laughs> if I don't hear Ebron and I don't hear Pettigrew, this list is bullshit. Yeah, Pettigrew, man, that guy. Oh, my God. It's another guy just by fantasy football, like, been tracking his career, and it's... But if you listen to these guys talk... He's another guy who can't stay healthy. If you listen to these guys talk, they've, they've never dropped a pass. They're, they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. And people are like, well, you got to respect the positivity. No, that's delusion. Seriously, win they, a fucking playoff game first. How about well, they that? don't finish that sentence. Never dropped a pass when he plays. It's the problem. If you're starting two games of 16, that is an issue. All I'm saying is that none of these uh, tight ends on the Lions roster are Kellen Winslow. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fuck no, and he ain't Kellen Winslow anymore either. I'm talking about his daddy, not 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 the second. Oh, not, gotcha. Not, not, I'm a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> no, not him. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for listening to the Chris and Rich football show. <laughs> but, well, I mean, hey. Dude, uh, it's that time of year. Basketball will be starting up, NHL will be starting up, and playoffs will be starting for baseball, so... Uh, and let's be honest, football's king in this country. Oh, but I, I mean, too, but I'm all leathered up for football, man. <laughs> it's fucking... Oh, I hear you. College football's already started. I mean, it's a bunch of bullshit games because that's... Are there I, any games this weekend for on, on the local side of things? Yeah, I believe... Uh, oh, do we got to start our predictions? We got to throw those in the mix one more time before we go? Well, I was thinking, uh, yeah... Uh, it's Hawaii at Michigan. Hawaii's Rainbow Warriors. Yeah. Who've already lost the game at uh, number seven ranked Michigan. So I, I'm just going to say not a trap game. <laughs> Jesus and khakis will guarantee a win on this one. I mean, he won't do it to us, you know, to the, to the media, but yeah. Uh, and then let's see who's state playing. Oh, are you ready for this? 12th ranked Michigan State playing the Furman Paladins. Who? The Furman Paladins. Charles F- what now? F-U-R-M-A-N. From where? I'm going to have to actually do a search on these guys because I don't know who the fuck the Furman Paladins are. Let's see. Our varsity athletic teams representing Furman University in Greensville, South Carolina. Furman, like Mark Furman, (laughs) F-E-R-M-I-N? F-U-R-M-A-N, but yeah. Uh, The the college or or Mark? (laughs) I think think Mark Furman would probably have a better chance at winning because he could just hurl racial slurs and maybe get a few guys off their game. Yeah, uh, looking at (laughs) the acceptance rate is 69%. That Furman? Yeah. They're all white? And, and that's, that's what I'm wondering, if there's going to be a lot of John Smiths and shit like that on the team. Damn, dude. Okay, when you look them up online, the the two things that stick out about their sports that they talk about first, and remember, this is college sports, is soccer and baseball. Jesus. So So this is basically getting, uh, hey, uh, you can, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you play us for the publicity for the ticket sales you'll get from this one game. But that Furman, yeah. that's, at, that's at home for MSU. And Hawaii's at, at the big house, so. 
And it's also a Friday night game for the Spartans. Yeah, it's uh, Friday at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, these smaller these smaller schools, you know, they, they get paid well to come in and, and basically be a, uh, uh, a preseason game for the bigger schools. I mean, mm-hmm. college, college football, that's how it goes. That's nothing new. So, I mean, what's new is when you get someone like Appalachian State taking a massive runny shit down the throat of uh, U of M. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, that was a fun fucking season. My man, that was with the ex-wife, whose whole family state fans. You, you don't think I never heard the end of that shit? <laughs> so I'm guessing uh, we're both calling both of these W's for the oh, home teams. Oh yeah, I imagine by the second quarter, both one if not both uh, home teams will be sitting all their starters. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's once again it's college football. Now hey. If the Furman Paladins come out and shit all over the Spartans, as a U of M fan, I would be perfectly fine with that because it'd give me something to talk shit about. Because I, I know right now they're sitting up in East Lansing playing the disrespect card because their preseason rank is at 12 and Michigan's at 7. And State's I going, hate that. And State's going, the fuck did Michigan? I'm sorry, did Michigan win the Big Ten last year? Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, who, won, that, who won the game between us and Michigan last year? What, Michigan? Even though that was pure fucking luck on State's part. But I, I, I hate, though, how a lot of generally, you know, think what you will of this, but I think a lot, most of the time, Michigan's preseason rankings are just based on the fact that they were Michigan alone. The name, a lot of times. Like, there's been years they had no reason being ranked anywhere they were ranked in the preseason during the Rich Rod years. I think it was purely oh. because of that block M. They, got, they get ranked where they're ranked before any down of football is played. Lloyd, Lloyd Carr retired, and they announced Rich Rod as the new head coach. And I was living in Wixom, and I went to the local uh, party store. I walked in, and I'm like, you know, my drink, you know, what I was drinking that night up on the counter, and hey, I need a pack of cigarettes. And the guy's like, saw my Michigan shirt, and he's like, Oh, what do you think about Rich Rod? And I said, I think State's going to have real fun next three years. He goes, What do you mean? I said, I don't even fucking, put, I don't even think Michigan's going to be five hundred this year. Under Rich Rod, he's going to bring, he's going to bring that option offense. It's going to be wide open, and it's going to be a complete. And I'm like, It's not. I, I don't see it, dude. I don't see it. I never bought into the Rich Rod hype. I don't think he should have been brought here. I mean, it's just, he's not, granted, Brady Hoke wasn't much better, but that was a big misstep. And so if they were ever ranked in the preseason, which I can't remember off the top of my head, under Rich Rod, yes, that was purely on name recognition alone because they did not deserve that whatsoever. And I'm going to even say, hey, I love Michigan football. They don't deserve to be in the top ten. They damn sure don't deserve to be ranked ahead of Michigan State. It's all because of Harbaugh. It's Harbaugh hype. And, hey, it's his second season. He better fucking win against State or he better win against Ohio State. If he drops both those games again, you're going to see a lot of people sour on him real quick. Because you can't lose those two games, man. You just cannot do it. It's like, it's like the Hurricanes losing against FSU. It does not – you just – can't do it consistently and keep your job as the coach. So, mm-hmm. 
Totally with you on this one. Completely with you. So that being said, if you don't like Michigan sports, sorry. We'll get back more to the national shit next week because then we have to pick every fucking game that week. Oh, it's gonna every be, team will be playing. Dude, it's going to be week one, though. Oh. <laughs> like for, this, is, this is the week we think about. That every, the, the, every man has a feeling that minute that last second clicks off of the Super Bowl like, oh. We don't deny it. We all know we've had that feeling like, oh, that's it. It's over. <laughs> like, and then you literally, I know I've sat there on the couch while the credits to the suit, well, you know, while their confetti's coming down, sitting there figuring out, all right, now how many days until <laughs> football season starts? We've all done the math. This is the, and this is the week we've all waiting for when we're sitting on the couch, watching confetti drop, watching someone get a Corvette, going to Disney World, going, no, oh, it's over, counting down. This is what, this is what, this is what we're waiting for. It's next week. Can't wait. Yes, buddy. Yeah, draft me a couple more fantasy teams, win some money off some strangers. <laughs> it's going to be glorious. But on that note, we would like to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for downloading it on iTunes at ChristopherMedia.net. We're on Stitcher. Uh, I think we're on Google Play. If not, I'll work on that. Uh, but anywhere you can get podcasts. Uh, you know, prefer from the website or from iTunes. Uh, but thank you for listening. If you like it, share it. Tell all your friends. Listen to all the other podcasts Rich and I also do on Regimented. That comes out on Saturdays. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you on Thursdays now. Like we said, we want to get Monday football in there. Monday night football in there, right? Football. Yeah. So we'll just shift it to Thursday. And if shit goes down, well, you better be ready. It's like Hill says, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. We'll see you next week. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net